Happy National Prayer Day. Stay prayed up. God bless you. Bill Gates up to that little chicken neck. You know how he walked, like, ah, like a demonic elf. Hey, Bill Gates. And Angelina Jolie going, ah, children. I am Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm Piers Morgan. Ever seen a Choweny? You pull any of your crazy shit with us, you flash a piece out on the lanes, I'll take it away from you and stick it up your ass and pull the fucking trigger till it goes click. Jesus. You said it, man. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. Do you, do you think Epstein killed himself sincerely? I don't know. I, I will say that, you know, he was a fixture in Palm Beach. Yeah. Uh, hey, man, I used to crank call everybody. Hello, is your mom there? What? Who's calling? None of your fucking business, you bitch. <laughs> Hello, I'm going to fucking kill you. Who is this? Tanti, you want to start a street fight with me, bring it on, but you're going to be surprised by how ugly it gets. You don't even know my real name. I'm the Lizard King. All this design that got me dripping, dripping. Straight up out the... Ooh. Wow. This is just... That part. It's that part. Welcome to MySpace.com. Just kidding, it's your favorite podcast ever fucking created. Dudes are us. If you think the enemy is going to hold us down, you couldn't be more wrong. Jared, Paul, and Aiden bring the best, most relatable episode ever. Subscribe. Get in and get out. Stealthy, stealthy pod. Yeah, this is uh, risking our lives for this shit, you know? Yep, because we love our listeners that much definitely i definitely agree with that um not to like just immediately go into something we talked about last time but after we talked about the fucking Prigozhin thing i looked into it and that's wild yeah look into it baby look Uh, into it well the funniest part about it is is so now so i think it maybe i guess the day that the last time we recorded it had just happened so there was still like stuff and now it's obviously happened and so the like kremlin's official story for what happened is that the pilot because he was vaccinated got (laughs) myocarditis and had a heart attack while flying and crashed the plane holy shit it's like the most russian it's like the most russian excuse ever when you when people are like we saw a missile impact the plane and it exploded and they're like yes you had heart attack Hmm. (laughs) he he got american vaccine and heart attack is there no way of like 
just why wouldn't they have autopilot? Don't they have like a fail proof on that oh, shit? I mean, at the point at which they're just blatantly lying to your face, are you really like, um, actually, that <laughs> plane was equipped with self landing technology? That's how you get, that's how you get, uh, gulagged. Yeah, that's how you get polonium 210 in your tea. I still think he, uh, He's gonna reappear. He's gonna reappear in like uh mm. in in like six months. Mm. He's gonna be like uh he's gonna be like Bane in the Dark Knight Rises. He's just gonna everyone thought he died in the plane crash. And True. He's gonna reappear at like a soccer soccer game and blow up a stadium. And be like, It's me, bitch. Or yeah. They reappear with Stockton Rush and they'll both suicide bomb a fucking thing. That'd be that'd be crazy. With a vest that Stockton Rush engineered, so then <laughs> it, it doesn't actually work. Yeah, so you know it's good. <laughs> you know it's good for suicide bombing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he might. Yeah, that would that. be hysterical. His suicide his suicide bomb vest fails. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just in the middle of the crowded like push it, like let's go with a little trigger thing and and fucking nothing happens or it only kills him somehow it's doing engineered talk to himself where he's like god the fucking conundrum went like <laughs> all right whatever man now you're gonna arrest this guy the bomb like acts somehow works in reverse and just explodes <laughs> him everyone else is like what the fuck just happened that'd be i guess that might be the most success suicide bomb if it just explodes you then right this mission's done i mean i guess i feel like the whole point is like you're like the only way i can get this many people is if i also go out with them if you but so if you were trying to get numbers and you only got yourself it's kind of i can't i'm trying to like limp limp dick suicide bomb weird uh different types of jets like a lear jet i'm looking up right now i don't get what the fuck the differences are uh just the size of them uh, i'm i don't know i think it's maybe more brands like what is a like what is like a like a g6 and a lear jet and like i think they're just i don't know i always assumed i guess they were different brands of like private jet dude it's pretty fucking crazy that russia's just run like a mob putin was like you want to try and flex on me i will blow your private aircraft up and then make a public statement that i don't plan on attending your funeral oh dude and he's still got like like what like 90 percent approval and he's still running one of the biggest countries in the fucking world uh yeah check this out i saw this on they're just uh, like, eh, no big deal. Guy had it coming. I saw it on Reddit. Oh, got deleted, of course. Oh, Damn. that looked interesting. It's um, his hands were so small. This guy was like uh, at some museum where he did like a handprint, and this person's hands were uh, <laughs> was like way, way over the way bigger than Putin's hands. That's awesome. Yeah, they do. Also, it's just awesome to, I mean, I guess there's just lame, dumb things in like national museums anywhere, but to be like, Mm. we just want to put your handprint in this museum for people to like put their hand on. 
the um, like Chicago museum is, makes me want to go just to Chicago for that museum. They have some cool ass shit. Well, they have mob shit there. No, they got like uh, um, they got what like a ton of just hip hop culture stuff mixed in with um, like everything basically. Oh, I didn't even know. I've only I've been to the Chicago like the the art museum there that's got like the I don't know it's got the American Gothic painting. It's got that one from Ferris Bueller. Uh, that mm. was a dope art museum. And then I went to the Field Museum too, which is like the Natural History Museum in Chicago that had like a T Rex skeleton and everything, very museumly. But I didn't know there was like a hip hop museum there. Well, um, African American Museum of History? No, oh, maybe it's in D.C. Actually, no, it's in D.C. Shit. Oh, that one. Yeah, that that opened. I mean, not is recently. Smithsonian? Is that it? I think that I think the African American history. Well, I don't know what it's called, but I think that is like a administered. I don't know if that's true. Administered by the African. That actually feels yeah. like fuck, kind of fucked up if it was. African American History Museum. Maybe it is in D.C. and not at fucking. It's that one that looks kind of like uh like like three upside down pyramids crashed into each other, like pointed downward, right? Um, Smithsonian. Where the fuck is that? DC. DC. Yeah. Yeah. Smithsonian. Well, not all of them, but generally DC. Yeah, they got Jay Dillis MPC in there. Pretty crazy. Have you? <clears throat> you've been to DC, right? Yeah, but not since I was in. Uh, I think I went there when I was school. like eight years old. Oh, man, my brother used to live right outside of D.C., so I've been a fair amount of times in my adult life. Those Smithsonian museums are awesome. It's crazy how many people fucking just get shot in D.C. Like, yeah. Uh, the <laughs> rookie running back for the Washington Commanders last year got, like, mugged and shot twice, and he ended up surviving and, like, playing the end of the season last year, but it was fucking – and then, like – um pro cornerback for Washington Redskins in like the early 2000s at his house raid and he got shot and killed. Pretty fucking crazy there. Uh, what a dope place. Dude, really, it's like I'm wildly most- diverse too. You know what I mean? Like you have like that really like the mall area has a lot of wealth in it and then as soon as you're outside of that it's just not like a very good city. Yeah, we went there for a school trip and and I guess coming from Massachusetts, you're used to jaywalking. Like jaywalking is a pretty standard here. Um, Big time move. Uh, they do not slow down for you in DC. Mm-hmm. If you if you uh, are walking, crossing the street in a green light, they it's almost like they're trying to kill you. Yeah, I thought that um, we was learned like that real in quick. Boston too, though. I don't fuck with jaywalking. I feel like I'm gonna hit by a car in Boston when I jaywalk. I just think it's more. It's I, I've realized it in other cities too, because Vegas was kind of that way too. Like people don't aren't like I'm going to slow down for you, which is super normal yeah. here. Henry Ruggs um, might come out of nowhere and kill you. Uh, but there, that was like my first encounter with it because I think we went in eighth grade. That was my first time in DC. Was like an eighth grade field trip, and we just thought we could. You know, they were eighth grade, so you're old enough to where they'll like be like, you can go. You know, you can have an hour to just do your own thing and meet back here in an hour. 
and uh we realized real quick that you cannot just jaywalk there um other thing that happened on that trip so we were supposed to go one of the days we were supposed to go to the iwo jima memorial and then the basilica like the national shrine that like big ass church um that's down there and the night before we had a couple of us who like we were all you know there was like they split up the everyone into like i don't know four people to a hotel room or something and uh me and one other dude in the room uh uh shaved a bunch of lines in people's heads while they were sleeping oh jesus christ <laughs> cuz they had uh cuz they had what do you call it they had altar boy duty that the sunday that we got back from the trip jesus. and uh we got we got <laughs> banned from seeing the Iwo Jima memorial and the national basilica we're not allowed super to banned that was the last day of the trip before we we went home. We went back. We drove it back up to Massachusetts, and they just made us sit on the bus the entire day. It was like ten hours of sitting on the bus. What did you do on the bus? You literally just sat. We're allowed to do. They, so they had the. I don't know. Either it was a bus driver or one of the teachers, but there was somebody there watching us, and it was like, "You boys look straight forward. You're not allowed to like look at each other or talk or anything like that." I mean, obviously, we got to eat and stuff, but we were like not allowed to do anything. And actually, it was all four of us. They also punished the kids who we, whose heads we shaved, which was pretty funny. For what? Getting their heads shaved? Uh, I think they were just like, we were all just fucking around. <laughs> they wanted to set an example. That's pretty well, fucked up to do. It's eighth grade, man. When Shannon and I went, we, <laughs> we didn't we didn't shave his head. We gave him reverse sideburns. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you just you know take the, all the sideburn off, all the way up and around, and then down to the other sideburn. Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Go on. That's it. That's a reverse sideburn. That was it. And then he woke up. When Shannon and I went to D.C. last, we went through the Holocaust Smithsonian, right? Oh, so God, like obviously yeah. an extremely dark and like somber experience. Yeah. And um, people were bringing like really young kids. And there's probably not like too early of a time to introduce people to the idea. I mean, but, there's some fucked up stuff in that museum, but, oh but my. I, I guess. So... And a lot of people, I don't think, realize that it's one way. Like, you go in, there's, like, a children's area where you can get, you know, some different books and shit. And there's an elevator that takes you up. Once you go up, you have to walk through the entire museum. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it opens up to this incredible picture of, like, a Nazi soldier holding on to this huge German shepherd that's, like, viciously barking at starving Jewish people. Oh and immediately God. these little kids just start fucking crying their eyes out and you could just see like every third family that did that was like oh fuck i did not think this through <laughs> it was just it was pretty bad <laughs> you're like man that fucking sucks you brought your like i don't know like five-year-old kid here and just scared the shit oh, out of him in the first three seconds Christ. and now you have to walk through the rest of it that's just like 
hundreds of thousands of little kids shoes piled up in a yeah, giant the sh- pile the shoe part is like yeah i mean everything about that museum is i mean not that it shouldn't be there it's just like extremely fucked up great museum really moving but then just to be like you could just see it in the people's eyes like fuck i did not realize how heavy this was gonna be for whatever reason and now i have to walk through the whole thing <laughs> man that yep. is tough Bro, you get in the elevator and they give you this piece of paper to read and the elevator is like relatively slow going up and it tells you this like whole story. And then as the doors open, it's like, and that person died on like X day or mm-hmm. they lived like you get like a little story and it tries to give you perspective of how many people died. Yeah, they definitely design. I mean, and I don't think it was the wrong thing to do because obviously all that shit like was fuck was extremely fucked up and think probably one of the goals of that museum is like to bring awareness so that that kind of thing can never happen in the world again but they definitely designed that museum to like for like shock value in a lot of places yeah i see that shock media right there to just be like holy shit and like moments like that where they like intentionally kind of were like oh that person that we've like told you a story about and like you've kind of Developed an emotional relationship. Yeah, they died. Yeah, they're dead. They were gassed. They're dead now. The shoe part was crazy. Yeah. What kind of shoes were they? Like flats? Just a bunch of flats? Uh, Yeah, just like a bunch of like children's, just children's shoes that were, you know, from the 1940s. It's just like it's this big room with like a bridge, I want to say. Yeah, you walk over them. It's a sad bridge. Um, and it's just full of shoes, just like it's a big ass fucking room, too. Um and you're just like, fuck. And then I wanna say You don't think they fluff the numbers up a little bit, right? There's um I feel uh, like I feel like they had enough shoes. I guess the, under it. The thing that the oh, they had enough I, shoes. Yeah, they had enough. <laughs> I guess the thing that crossed my mind when I saw How many paylesses of shoes would you say? Uh, 2,002 payless. So thriving. Yeah. A um, lot. It's a lot of shoes. I bet the museum tells you um, like that there's over some number, like 8,000 shoes or something. Um. 12,000 shoes. Uh, shoes, to be clear. <laughs> um, we know. Well, I guess the thing, the thing that struck me when I, w- w- even that when I was in eighth grade and we went to that part of the museum, was like, I was like, they collected, like, like these, it, like if these shoes are from Auschwitz, like somebody, and it's like, I don't know when this museum was built, but it wasn't built like immediately after the Holocaust. So they're like, they like, somebody like, collected these shoes and like put them in a warehouse for a while. And then somebody else was like, Oh, can I get those Holocaust shoes? We're building a museum in America. And like somebody shipped a like bunch of shipping containers across the Atlantic oh. ocean of like Holocaust shoes. That felt That's weird to me. Crazy. Um, just cause like, how did they end up preserved Some that long FedEx guys on his route? He's like, God fucking damn it. I got 25 different big skids. I got to take off this shit. Uh, yeah, I've got an uh, I've got a delivery of twelve thousand Holocaust shoes. Uh, there's a COD on this. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need you to to pay that. I need a signature on this. 
Uh, I'm not going to sign until we can confirm that all 12,000 are there. Yeah, just give me a quick count. <laughs> what did you figure out, Paul? Well, I think this is just a totally different article, but uh, they're crowdfunding now to try to preserve 8,000 children's shoes from Auschwitz. And to preserve it is a fifty to a hundred dollars per shoe average. What does that mean? Is that the shoes in the museum, and they're just like getting so old now that they need to be like re deteriorating? I guess, which would uh, make sense. It's all leather, right? I'm I'm fine with them getting replica shoes. It feels like I'm I'm conflicted because it's important, right? But to be like, let's spend millions of dollars preserving the Holocaust shoes for the for the purpose of this museum exhibit. There's got to be, even in the service of like preventing hate in the world and it's a good call. stuff like that, a better use for that money than being like, we need to save the Holocaust shoes. My take. But also like, whatever. Save the Holocaust shoes. I'm not giving my money to that, but someone will. I'll give my money to the more J. Dilla's uh, NPCs or whatever they got. There we go. Can we donate? I'll donate my old shoes. And No, that's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is a J. Dilla NPC? NPC. You know, you guys never listen to J. Dilla? Jesus, you guys got to listen to some Jay Dilla and uh, Jay Dilla perfect, NPC. Perfect for uh, just everyday listening. It makes one of the best uh, beat makers ever. Wore Stussy t shirts, I bet. <laughs> That's kind of a next level burn. Why? I mean, isn't he wearing one in one of the images? It's like I looked him up on Google and the first picture was him yeah. in a Stussy t-shirt. That's why I said that. Yeah, That was in like the 2000s too because he died pretty, uh, I think in like 03 or something. Yeah, he made uh, probably some of your guys is like, you'd be like, oh, I know that. But oh, yeah. uh, Donuts, all that, those are probably the best albums ever. Really good beats that you could just like turn off your mind to. Yeah, but what's an MPC? Is that the it's name like of the little, album? No, it's a little it's like, sound um, machine. It's what um, Kanye um, was doing on Runaway the first time that he uh, brought it out. That's an MPC. That little, like, uh, it's got the, like, gray buttons on it, and you push the buttons and it makes sounds. Oh, gotcha. I'm looking at it. Probably yeah. Got, probably that acronym sick. stands for something, but I don't know what it is. It's a music or something, percussion something, I would assume. Yeah. Modified percussion. MPC. That's cool out there doing that. Music production center. Oh, yeah. Oh, that kind of makes sense. That's that's about as logical as I guess I would have thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I fucking love that shit, dude. He's, he's a, some iconic moments of him getting wheeled up in a wheelchair for like his final concert and shit. Wait, how did he die? Um, I have some, uh, one of those diseases 
like Lou Gehrig's disease type of disease that basically just slowly started taking him out yeah. to where he was like bedridden. Gotcha. But uh, a ton of uh, Commons first like few albums that were big and Tribe Called Quest, all those people. Uh, Mad Lib, all those, all those uh, same same group of that as Mad Lib and those shit and MF Doom. Yep. Yeah. I knew the name, but not anything I could be like. Oh yeah, that. So it's a good call out. Good call out to check out. I think he was from DC too. DC made uh, New Balances good. All the drug dealers and stuff out there wear them. And in Baltimore, weirdly enough. But those are kind of like the same place. Shout out New Balance. 990s. Right, right, uh, right outside my old apartment, New Balance headquarters. I wish 990s weren't like $2 billion now to buy a pair. I just uh, got a new pair of Chuck Taylors. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, high, dude. High tops. You got a use for them? You're just going to rock them? Just wearing them. Just mm-hmm. needed some new shoes and. Take it back to justify a $65 shoe and not a $180 shoe. Well, that's fine. I just got back to the old days, play some full court basketball on them. Some dunk clothes. I said that to Shannon the other day. I'm like, people used to play fucking basketball. (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. And like the idea of like the kinds of shoes I actually think there's a movie about that isn't there isn't there a movie with like Matt Damon in it that's about like mm. the first pair of Jordans or like Air. whatever yeah I haven't watched that yet but it's like how it, I think there's a there's a, there's a dominating yeah there's a scene in it where they kind of like where they are talking about like a shoe that's more like a modern basketball shoe and they're like no one's gonna wear that like look at what they're wearing now and it, it's like Converse and shit it's a bunch of uh, plumbers and HVAC guys probably not NBA <laughs> wearing Converse's, dude. Yeah, you gotta uh, even like now the big hipster thing in skateboarding is those guys rocking Converse's. Oh my fucking so stupid, dude! You blow through those. Oh, pause. Yeah, did you how, see the? Uh, how would you skateboard in those? What the fuck? Did you what? see the um, Revolution Orchard Adidas collection? No. Is it as good as the Bape Inter Miami? I mean, no, because it's not. Hmm, I mean, that's it's so cool. It, it's Orchard Skate Shop in Boston, but it's still cool. Did um, what Dunk Lowe's did you get? Uh, I'll send a picture of them. Did you get the pandas? I don't know what that means. You didn't ever got those haritos. I didn't get my buddy who said he could get them couldn't get them. So is that the worst? I mean, they were like the the, it was one of those like you know you gotta you had to have bought them on when they dropped. Shout out to your uh, buddy Alex Jones cousin. Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, uh, shout out. I said that to everyone that morning. I was like, I was like, I gotta. Um, I just got to say something. Mike looks a lot like Alex Jones in that picture. And then everyone looked at the picture and was like, oh, my God. And he hadn't he doesn't know. He doesn't watch the news or anything. He had no idea who Alex Jones was and then got like 
like looked at the picture and then he started like looking at who Alex Jones was and he was like, fuck. Dude, he's the man. Yeah, it was great. You can't stop that guy. You should have that should have been I would have been stoked. I've been like, hell yeah, dude's got the biggest chest in America. He's ripped. I mean, these these uh these sambas are pretty tight. I've never owned a pair of sambas, but I like these dunk low mints. Thanks, these are dude. fresh. I never even worn a pair of uh dunk lows, but I, I'm interested in them now. Really? No, I don't I, I don't I don't think so. I had probably five to ten pairs of the Nike Dunk SB Lows from 2008 until probably 2014. I think I used I, to skate in them. Yeah, I think I might have skated a pair, but then I, I think I traded them pretty quickly for something else. Full disclosure, I was terrible at skateboarding. I don't want anybody to think that I'm oh. saying that I was good, but I did skate in them. <laughs> I think Aiden was 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 good. I was also yeah. a terrible skateboarder. Yeah, I actually sacrificed my knees to it. So now it's just uh, I can't even get off the floor after playing with my kid. I could do like an ollie and a 180 and like a pop shove it, and I could make the board do a kickflip, yeah. but I couldn't land it. <laughs> I had some – there's some skate parts that I have out on YouTube that I never uh, – I'm going to release or say what the links are, but – Oh, my God. You just gave me a challenge. I'll find them. It's impossible. I'll find them. Uh, making a note, making a note but, uh, for myself right now to find him. I love found the the reviews. I'll find this doing doing uh sets and shit. It was great. Definitely have brain damage from it though. I feel like I skated way too much to be as bad as I was. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I don't know, man. I got my first skateboard when I was real young because my older brother was into it, and I skated from like probably eight to sixteen, and then I was like, I fucking suck at this, and I feel like I'm never gonna get better. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, that's all I did when I, I grew up. From like what, maybe like eight or seven years old, all the way through was were some good times. Bounced a truck off of one dude's head one St. Patrick's Day. Damn. Pretty gnarly. He was choking my fucking boy out, though. So it was one well, of those scenarios. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's right in the middle of the, uh, right in front of the post office. Then we went and smoked like 100 black and milds and two blunts after that. It was rad. Keep skating. I remember then beers got into the mix of skateboard, and I never could ever ride a skateboard after drinking a beer. My fucking balance would be off, but there's dudes that would rip it after drinking a few beers. Yeah, oh, dude, Dustin Dolan, bro. He's a straight-up alcoholic and is just a yeah. fucking unbelievable skateboarder for during his time. <clears throat> I think I have the... Um, let's see what one I have. I have the Baker 3 DVD here. Oh, yeah. I have the um, girl, yeah, right videos here. That's a great one too. Oops, sorry, I got my what board in my garage. I did a one eighty on it actually. Uh, probably at like six o'clock tonight. Did a, it's like uh, twenty years old? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's great. I still got it. Let's see what else do we got? I got the. I got the first S uh, Nike SB one. I've got the ice cream skate team. Hell yeah. Ice Cream Volume 1, that's a great skate video. 
I used uh, one of the same songs from the, one of those ice cream videos. That's crazy that Terry Kennedy just fucking killed his roommate, right? And then yeah, then got away with it. Skate Map Zoo York. One of my uh, boys was on that. Pretty sick back in the day. I remember when there was a whole skate channel, dude. This kid I used to push carts with at Big Y is uh, lives out in California and is like a semi-pro. Um, but he was just skating with Steve-O at Steve-O's house the other day. <laughs> <laughs> was that when Steve-O was getting pissed at Bam, said he had a sketchy kickflip? Yeah, I think so. It was like like right after that. Steve-O built that ramp in his backyard. Yo, dude, he's got a mob kickflip. That's a mob kickflip. I'm like, bro, he has such a... Steve-O definitely was triggered and was like, I'm totally not triggered by this, but I definitely don't. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely have a nice (laughs) kickflip. Yeah. I don't push Mongo. I always preferred the heel flip over over shit, but it would just destroy you every time you wouldn't land it over a set or something. Just fucking, that's just primo style on the trucks, and then you just bail out. I remember the there was uh, that way. this deaf dude in my neighborhood, Henry Rose, that would uh, skate in Tim's, and he would be smoking blunts all the time, just fucking, he was like 10 years old, or just come out of nowhere and ripping it in tim's after work with two blunts it's just completely deaf to the like literally just so deaf it was crazy couldn't hear anything but he was a wrestler too so it would be so sketchy you would never know if he was going to tee off on somebody and then you couldn't give him to stop because he was deaf you put people <laughs> in headlocks until they basically passed out that's fucking crazy <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 dude deaf guys are always jacked to the bones too Oh, yeah. Shredded out of their minds. Be so be able to fight. Oh, dude. Um, tell us about your uh, Bloomin' Onion story. Oh, Blunion. You, you guys crushed that. Dude. Uh, so, yeah. First of all, I assume everyone on this podcast right now, slash everyone listening now or in the future, like... Uh, loves Bloomin' Onions, and if you don't, stop listening. Just turn it off now. Uh, but to any future like like AI aliens that are listening to this as like a record of human civilization, a Bloomin' Onion is a appetizer at the restaurant Outback Steakhouse, mm-hmm. which consists of like an of an onion that has been like sliced in a specific way that it kind of like fans out like a flower and then it's dipped in some kind of like seasoned batter and deep Mm -hmm. fried and it's dope it's like an onion it's like it's like onion rings meet fries in the shape of a flower with like a dope kind of dipping sauce it's great so here's what happened uh who how far back do we go uh we used to do me and my friends from high school who lived together all throughout college and then into our 20s we used to just have random like blunion nights where you'd go to outback and you'd just order everyone would order blooming onions and you'd just eat a bunch of those 
so it's got a like uh kind of a uh, it's got like a place in my heart the blooming onion is a special appetizer uh we hear a rumor me and uh twitch.tv slash hey pando hear a rumor on instagram slash twitter uh what day was that two days ago monday what fucking day is it monday Mm. sunday Mm -hmm. whatever day that was uh that outback has changed the blooming onion and they're and there's and they're not telling anyone and it was a picture of like basically like a deconstructed blooming onion like it was basically just the the little like each like petal of the blooming onion, but separate as though it were now like fries, like onion ring fries. And uh, this sent like a shockwave through our friend group. We were all texting about it. Everyone was like, this can't be real. And so we decided to go to our local Outback Steakhouse and get a blooming onion to uh, assess the conspiracy. And I will say going into this, I was pretty sure this was just there was no way there like that Twitter or and whoever whatever this thing going around Twitter and, and Instagram on this over the weekend about the blooming onion changing had to have been a bit. Um like just a bit that got a little bit out of hand. So I was pretty sure we were good. It's a psyop. Psyop, exactly. Russian psyop to con- distract us from from Chenko or whatever. Anyway. Uh, so we go there. Um, and we order, among other things, a Bloomin' Onion. The waiter, uh, I want to say his name was Nat- Nathaniel, but without some of the letters. Hell yeah. Natale or something. I don't know. He was black. Not that that matters. But it helps. It helps explain why the name is a little different. Shout uh, out. <laughs> he was great. He was a great server. Anyway, he uh, he's like, oh, my God, guys, I am so sorry. We are out of the blooming onion. And then we are. For sure, we this I'm speechless because like we get so we get there, open the menu the 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 first page of the menu is a huge picture of a blooming onion so we're like all right there's no way that you just have a picture of the blooming onion <laughs> and you don't and you don't have this item anymore so we're going to this feeling great of course uh, we do scope out the restaurant a little and no one has one on their on their table but that's like not everyone appreciates like i don't know why you would go to outback if you don't get a blunion but not everyone appreciates it so that's fine but we're still pretty sure like Crisis averted, blooming onions haven't changed. Then this guy's like, "We're out of blooming onions." And what we're like, the "Fuck!" We're How like, "Run out of the onion." Yeah, that. So that is what we asked. Like, not in a dick way, but just being like, "Oh man, like, like it's all good. We'll still like, we're not gonna leave." But like, I just gotta say, like, like that was like gonna be the highlight of our night. <laughs> he was like, "I." He was like, "I know, man. Uh, we just ran a promotion." That was like a free bloom and onion with any takeout order. And so we just like ran out of onions. <sighs> and he's like, but but I'll tell you what, we have like pre-cut onion, like not whole onions. We have like pre-cut like sliced onions in the back. And we can just like toss those in the batter and give you like the pet like onion petals. 
like it's like an it's not on it's like not on the menu appetizer but they were like we can just do that for you which is what the person in twitter and instagram what those pictures were of was like was like uh, petals of a blooming onion and i was like shit it's real oh i was like i believe and i believe that this guy is just doing a nice thing or like that that's like their solution when they're out of onions or whatever like it was too it felt too like perfect that that was what we had seen on instagram and twitter and then that was what we were being offered where i was like what is going on like i don't know that he i don't know that natale was in on the uh conspiracy like that might have just been the corporate line and he didn't know either but we were like oh man they're not allowed to they're not going to tell us that blue and onions have changed until they like get new menus in and like monday new shipment of menus without a picture comes in and that's when they break the news that like some fucking bullshit about how like money some dumb bullshit that you know anything we've dealt with a million times in life why are fucking trick cereals little circles now instead of shaped like fruits like some dumb reason capitalism ruining everything so that's what i was sure was going on so we're like fuck that sucks we get the random stupid onion petals anyway and then also get a uh i got a steak and hot honey mm. chicken combo it's pretty good and then i added a baked potato mm-hmm. and some coconut shrimp Okay, that's weird. Because I was like, if I'm going to be disappointed by the lack of blooming onion, I'm going to eat one of every kind of food. There's my guy. Uh, which that was like fine. That was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so we have a couple modelos. We're chatting, whatever, and then the tail comes with a fucking blooming onion. Shut the fuck up. A real ass blooming onion. He's like surprise. <laughs> With an actual blooming onion, and he's like, he was like, there were onions in the back, like emergency onions that they that I thought we were sold out, and then I was like, oh shit, these guys like really wanted to bloom an onion. Can you just make them the petals? And they were like, oh, we have like, like break glass in case of emergency onions back here. We'll I mean, make them for those guys. We'll make them a blooming onion, and then we got a fucking real ass blooming onion. Well, I was like, we're getting punked because like Pando had like instagrammed about it before we left he was like we're heading to outback right now to like check out the blooming onion situation <laughs> and i was like outback is like punking us there's like outback corporate was like get like get stoughton on the phone we gotta like like these guys are gonna blow the lid off this thing we gotta get an onion there stat um so yeah i mean i would say i would say concluded that the blooming onion hasn't changed uh, the Bloomin' Onion is here to stay. It is everything that you remember it being. It's it's wonderful. It's amazing. I would even say, and this might just be, you know, that I was, uh, that I was like told, um, that I wasn't getting it, and then I did actually get it. But I, but we both agreed that that was like the best Bloomin' Onion we've ever had. Uh, so like, I don't know. Shouts out Natal and the Stoughton, Massachusetts, or whatever <laughs> uh, Outback Steakhouse. Solid fucking A plus blooming onion. Hell Great yeah, time. bro! And the other food is good. I uh, and I also got a fucking what is that dessert? Caramel cookie. Jesus. Fucking vanilla ice cream dessert Damn. thing. That was fucking fucking banging. 
dessert also. So Jared, not, you not a sponsor. Hashtag not a sponsor. Just uh, just love Outback. You might appreciate this. Yeah, let's hear it. We went to a dive bar in town after work today. And uh, me and my coworker walk in. It's like 2, 2 45, 3 o'clock. And we're the only two people in there. And uh, he orders a beer. And then I'm like, hey, you know what? I'll have a whiskey sour. And I'll have like a bar drink. Uh, and she pulls out. So first of all, she asked me what whiskey I want. I had never pull out. Anyway, continue. And she pulls out a pint glass and she's like is this good (laughs) and i was she's like do you want it in this or in like a rocks glass and i'm like no that's fine so it's a pint glass filled three quarters of the way basically with maker's mark and then the like whatever cheap sour mix they throw on top so that drink was eleven (laughs) dollars Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> like girls who are like work in the bar because they're girls but don't actually know how to make drinks actually make the best drinks. <laughs> She's like, is this okay? And I'm like thinking I'm like, bro, is that the alcoholic size? Cause we're here at two 30 in the afternoon. <laughs> no, it's just like, Hey, you're like, it, they just get thrown behind the bar and it's like, all right, how, you know, how do I make, and you're like, Oh, I'll just get like a, a, like a Jack and ginger or whatever. And yeah, you just get something that's like two thirds Jack Daniels. Cause they don't know <laughs> that you're supposed to measure by ounces or how many ounces that should be. Like, so she yeah. Obviously she filled the glass with like a fair amount of ice. Right. But it was still probably like two and a half shots worth of maker's mark for $11. Oh, fuck. Yeah probably a little touch more than that <laughs> that's awesome it's like if you ask somebody for a pair of scissors and they're like here's a chainsaw and they're like yeah right, i mean <laughs> this could work i feel like a whiskey sour is a good bar drink because you can't really screw it up you know it's like usually just tastes okay no matter what <laughs> i'm yeah. sure i'm sure like at home you could make like a crazy decadent one but at the bar, you kind of know what to expect. Yeah, you should have been like, "Can I get a whiskey sour with egg white?" And just fucking watched her, watch uh, her mental pretzel. <laughs> She'd be like, "If we don't do that shit here, get out of here." Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> some like, fresh nutmeg grated on the top, please. I mean, a, technically, a proper whiskey sour is made with egg white. You you should have to ask, "Can I get a whiskey sour without egg white?" But yes, I agree. No one, no one does that. <laughs> did uh what did uh what was pando's order uh we got also a blooming onion uh he got so he got he just said he did the i'll get the exact same thing he did so oh that's easy doubled up on the the steak actually if we're getting into it now that i've been reminded of my meal um i got my steak medium rare because i tend to assume restaurants like that overcook everything yep and i was like i i actually do want medium rare but if (laughs) but uh but if it if i asked for me you know what i mean i just wanted i wanted medium rare i figured asking for medium rare was a safe bet but that i would end up getting medium and that's fine yep um so anyway ask for medium rare what i got was not even 
technically rare. I think I got like a blue steak. Oh shit. Um, which was rough, but I ate it. It was fine. You ate Damn, they gave you a never cooked up a steak. It was it was cooked well enough on the outside and it was and and, and I mean it's an outback steakhouse steak, so they're thick. They're like like an inch and a half, two inches, like thick steaks. It yeah. was genuinely raw on the Ugh. outside, like, uh, like not undercooked, Just raw. raw. That fucking sucks. Um, God, I like dude. rare meat, but when people serve it like blue like that, that's fucking too much. Uh, yeah, it was a little rough. Pando, Pando did not eat his. He no. like cut it. He like cut into it, took the one bite off the edge, and then was like, "I can't eat this." Um, <laughs> I could never confront the horror of sending food back, mm, nor yeah, could I, I, nor could I not eat a steak. So I did finish mine, but I, there was points in it where I was like, this isn't, I'm not actually enjoying this. I'm just doing it because of a sense of obligation. And they're tossing it on like a flat top, I bet back there too. Well, Probably. and then I, yeah, then I, uh, th- there was a table two down from us that sent, that sent a steak back twice for being cooked incorrectly. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And then, and, and, and that was after I got mine and I was like, okay, like whoever, whatever, like they have a rough crew on whatever. Yeah. Whatever. 8 30 PM on a Sunday in Stoughton, Massachusetts line cook is, uh, is, is, you know, firing steaks back there. Like he's having a rough night. He doesn't need me to also comment on the steak being underdone. Natal but, is probably uh, double duty, and that's why he doesn't know there's onions. He's like, I'm fucking on yeah. the line. I gotta yeah. serve. Yeah, Give me exactly. a fucking break. Oh, that's actually yeah. Can you imagine if he was like, if I was like, can you just like let? It's like I, I'm fine. You don't need to like send it back or anything. But can you just let the line cook know that like this was super under? And he'd be like, it was me, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking to him. But uh, yep. still, still, I mean, I would, I would, I would not rescind my statement that the that that was probably the best blooming onion I've ever had. Also, that caramel cookie ice cream thing was fucking tight. That was still yep. an amazing outback experience. Uh, I did a so. fucking steak and baked potatoes today tonight. Yeah. Mm. Baked potatoes, a Great. solid fucking side. Somehow I got two strips on sale like um sunday that were like dude this one tonight that i pulled out was like probably had like the had a good fat cap on it, it was probably like if you stack like four hardcover books on top of each other too it's crazy oh, yeah. i don't know where the fuck they they like killed a cow and just took a hunk out of it hurricane sale baby reverse seared it that was nice I just guessed it. It actually worked out perfectly on the reverse here. I've never done that before. Sometimes I, I mostly just guess the steaks, and I'm like, I think that's like about a, a minute and a 30, and, and they come out. Fuck, somehow they just come out perfectly every time. Yeah, dude. I have like a weird – I will not claim to be – like I would never like – I guess I'm doing it right now, but I would never be like, I'm good at grilling Um, because I always feel like I have no fucking idea what I do when I'm grilling. Oh, yeah. Um, I I never do grill steaks. I don't know what the fuck's going on with that, honestly. But then I always ace it somehow. This is uh, oven and then on to the cast iron. 
whenever I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I want to try reverse searing. I just don't. I haven't had that much trouble just like pan, like, you know, steak in the pan. Yeah. That I felt the need to try, but I do want to try reverse searing. Because I, I did think it I mostly because of the fucking just bubble like uh, oil everywhere all over my counter. So I'm like, yeah, you know that's what? actually a good point. I Least do amount fucking of time make a huge in the mess. cast iron. I, I came out the exact same way. It was just easier. It's nice, dude. Really nice. I'm going to do that like from now on, but that's smart. I, I didn't even think about somebody the mess fucking some, some, uh, bitch ass dude, uh, at a, um, work dinner like months ago that was like yeah you know my dad told me that you should actually wash your cast iron and it doesn't even matter and i'm every that's time fucking I'm the like, dumbest shit i've ever heard i'm never fucking washing my shit i don't give a fuck bro i don't give a fuck what's on there it's good for you you know, I don't care it tastes better um fucking shit if there's bacteria bro guess what i put that they get to 2000 degrees it all dies no whoever whoever that was his dad's an idiot dude you know um we were talking about him this morning. That's who it was. I was like, well, you know, actually, I can. I'm like, bro, actually, you probably have six bedrooms in your fucking childhood home. So fuck off. That's why. Fucking yeah. Put that. You probably put cast iron in the dishwasher, motherfucker. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, that's like uh, you can like if that's your opinion you just shouldn't use cast iron just <laughs> right. use regular like just use a stainless steel pan but like the whole point of cast iron is that it's a, it, it's it's a porous metal uh so when you season it with like with the oil you break down the long you know hydrocarbon chains and the oil and they fill the spots in the like porous stainless steel and then you get something that's non-stick, and then you season it further with all the things that you cooked on it. So if you wash it, you're getting rid of all that stuff that makes it work. Mm-hmm. And you just have like a shitty pan. And tastes good too. Right. That's what you like, that's what they call it seasoning. It's like everything you cooked on that, like quote unquote, seasons the the next thing you cook on it. It's like the point. It's like what makes that a mm-hmm. like a unique way of cooking things versus just a stainless steel or nonstick pan. I've been doing uh, meatballs and sauce in it too. Just letting it sit for like all day on the weekends. This shit's so good. Yeah, that's that's just nice. I just have one of those cast iron scrubbers. It's all, I don't know if shit stuck to it, bro. I honestly, I just put some dish soap on it and scrub the fuck out of it and then dry it and put some oil on it. Never had a problem. I've had that pan for like fucking, I don't know, five or six years. I would say like stuff stuck on it though, right, Paul? You're not washing it every single time, right? I just put it under hot water with that cast iron, like the fucking chain mail thing. And then I dry it and oil it again. I oil it after every time so it doesn't rust. Water's allowed. Yeah, water's fine. But also I think if you like... If you're wor- like if you're worried about like the burnt bits on it, like you can actually just leave those. Oh, I leave those. Yeah, I'm just straight up. I just take it out, fucking reoil it. Boom, that's it, bitch. I'll see you later. I also don't always clean it after I use it, so then I want to scrub oh, yeah. it. 
No, I, I just fucking let it ride, bro. Let it let it rip. Oh no, dude. I mean, I'm talking like an inch of bacon grease, just like oh, yeah, the yeah. bottom of it. I don't, I don't cook bacon in that. I do. You guys know the bacon oven, so I feel that <laughs> with the, ba- the bacon, you definitely need to probably also set your house on fire after a while. <laughs> True. Oh man, the cast way to go for sure, though. I, I don't know. I cook I almost everything get, uh, in it. I want to get one of those pans that like specifically are at restaurants that were like once a different color, but now they're like steel in the middle, basically those types. Uh, of pans. Are I don't know which one you're talking about. I don't know. You know what I mean? It looks like it's like used so much that it's a different fucking metal color now. Oh yeah. Like, yeah oh, like that's a, a good pan. Yeah. It's like uh, if it's steel, it's just become like, Um, oxidized i got um uh carbon steel for my other pan which is nice basically it's the same exact thing as basically as cast iron you just oil it up and you're good yeah my two my two faves i've got a frying pan and a roasting pan that are both uh carbon steel like uh you know like blue blue carbon steel i didn't know how nice those were those things are dope Actually, yeah, my I think wok this is, one's blue too. My uh, my wok is blue carbon steel too, which those are nice because like you get, I mean, you get them fresh out of the, you know, whoever. Um, I told this story right. The wok that I got was like made by some guy in Asheville who like died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After and they like sent me a card about how like they'll never make like you got one of sixteen walks of this kind of wok that will ever be made because the guy who made it died. Yeah, now his shoes are in the DC museum. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, yeah, that one is, uh, uh, they're, those are cool. Cause they, I mean, they're just cool cause they're cool, but they're, they're, that blue steel will change color. Like it oxidizes over time. And so you get this pan that's like maybe around the edges, you still see the blue steel, but turns more like brown and black towards where like most of the cooking happens. Oh, hell yeah. I can't wait. And it's just a fucking heavy thing, or at least the one I have, I got like, all three of those pieces, the frying pan roaster and wok are all, we're all handmade by different like metal workers. And so they're fucking diesel, diesel piece of cookware. I need to boss up and get a good knife. Yeah. Let me know when you're ready. I just keep sharpening the same one. It still works. So I don't know when to stop, but I got to sharpen my knives. They're like dangerously dull, dude. You can't even cut a fucking tomato with it. Your fucking, <laughs> your fucking knives stress me out so much. Yeah, baby. Those are some doll fuckers. I, yeah. So when I so when I house sat at Aiden's, I had like planned a like planned out what I was gonna cook every day. Uh because I was like, oh, this will be fun. I'll like cook like every meal pretty much. And uh that was great. And then I wanted to do the same thing when I was at your place. And like day one, I was like, This knife is a, this knife is a menace. Uh and then I kind of gave up on that and mostly ordered ordered out. Hell yeah. Just letting you know, dude. Sharpen that shit on your forearm, Paul. You got fucking, uh, they don't even want to, you got rock arms, they don't even want to see you. Yeah, that's right. knives are fucking ready, dude. Safety thing, dude. You just gotta, you gotta be sharp for safety. I think, I think that's Paul's style. Dull knives slip. That's That's how you hurt yourself. That's how you become an expert chopper. 
I was using like the serrated like bread knife to cut tomatoes and stuff because I was like, this, oh, this, this, this is actually like me up. safer than uh That's the only sharp knife in there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was like using that for most things because I was like, I'm gonna. I'm, yeah. And it's and this is probably a little bit of being like. That's like, awesome. This is not a humble brag, but it's gonna. But where you're like, I'm used to cutting with sharp knives, so it's like when you when you're like muscle memory is like a certain way and the knife isn't doing that for you. That's like extra. Like I like kept slipping and was like, I'm going to cut my hand. I got to stop doing this. I want to get one of those. Uh, I want to get one of those knife carriers that chefs have, but just have a knife bunch roll. of shitty knives in it where it's just all the colored shit. knives. Yeah. That's my main knives. And <laughs> like your, qui- your Cuisinart, art. Yeah. Like Cuisinart art, colored plastic handle knives. I think that'd be actually fucking hilarious. My main knife is actual big knife, but it's one of those, uh, really light cheap ones as a black handle on like the three steel dots on it. Mm-hmm. Like, all right. This is the one show up to like a barbecue competition and take out your knife roll. And it's, the green, the lime green handled Cuisinart ceramic blade. Yeah, plastic uh, safety carriers around each of them too. Yep. Or get at that uh, that plastic lettuce knife and use that to like cut your. <laughs> I will say, uh, maybe I said that, but I got one of those uh, those uh, vegetable dicers that saved my life from having a. Yeah, so you did say fuckers. that. It, it is. Uh, <laughs> It is pretty great. God damn, that's so nice. It takes me so much less time to make like a soup now. I got a I got a little stupid like Hamilton Beach uh food processor, just like enough mm. enough horsepower. Like it's there's no settings. It's just a tiny like maybe holds like three cups of something food mm-hmm. processor. So like the simplest thing you can fucking get. I don't know why I'm like being like mm-hmm. I'm embarrassed to get an expensive food processor. I got a small one and it, it is it is a quality of life thing because like if I were making like a salsa or mincing garlic or something like that, it's just like such even a, a pasta thing. sauce. It's yeah, it's not that it's difficult. It's just that it's time consuming. And then once you once you allow yourself to do that, where I'm like, once I was like, I'm just going to make this uh, like I'm just going to like put the garlic and ginger, like all the aromatics into the food processor and like not fuck with trying to mince them. I was like, I'm never going to, I'm never going to actually hand mince anything ever again. That was actually so quick and easy. And who gives a shit? You probably put like a half ounce of weed in there too, dude. Yeah. Why not? I used to be, I remember I found my, my brother was doing that way back in the day when I was still a kid. And I'm like, yo, this is the dopest thing ever. Just steal the keef off the cap of it. I'm like, bro, this oh, is no, genius. I've got a different, I've got a, uh, one of those, one of those mills for coffee beans. Yeah. I've got one of those just for, sh- just for shrooms. Hell just for yeah. shrooms. Hell Don't yeah. Get I still it- got all those ones in my cupboard. I got to fucking do something with. Don't get it confused with the coffee ground grinder one. Actually, Maybe I would I'll love just to get give it, it to my fucking neighbor or something. Dude, you gotta, he's a tank though. He'll probably be like, yo, those didn't do shit, bro. I'm like, all right, whatever, dude. <laughs> That guy smokes the most weed I've ever seen. It's pretty, uh, pretty much like any hood dude I've ever met. Just smokes the most ballistic amount of weed every single day. This is Richie. Yeah, he's just fucking insane in the membrane. I have to give him free weed because I feel so bad. <laughs> I know, dude. Those I've got like those buddies who are just like 
like uh like we'll go through like an eighth a day or more and you're like all right i don't feel yeah. bad it's like dude please this is just a gift from me to you especially when you're getting like you know yeah exactly like there's i don't know probably not you but for me like when i you know like i don't always use my like allotment every month because i'm just like i don't know i just didn't need that much but that's when i'll be like all right i'm just gonna get like like a quarter for like a buddy because he's because i know he's hurting yeah i know you have no other options besides smoking some fake delta eight actually <laughs> mo kicked us off the conversation last time about delta eight i saw i drove past that place today on the way home and he had those uh big yellow like warrant fucking stickers on the front of it i was like ha you motherfuckers they're done yep fucking getting taken down finally the crackdown has has begun. Oh, I'm so happy. I, I can't wait to pull over. Uh, maybe tomorrow or the next day. I'm going to go up and read it. I'm like, hey, you motherfuckers. I've been waiting, dude. That's good. Yep. I'm glad people are going to fucking probably not uh, have terrible effects from, from that. Yep. <laughs> and just like. Bro, some of that stuff that you like, not even just that, like Delta Eight's like not Delta Nine, and like doesn't affect you the same way and does some weird shit. But I also see shit that's like five thousand milligrams. Yeah, you can just, just do that when you're getting like synthetic Delta Eight from, you know, from like Alibaba. Yes, um, which is just Ooh. extra irresponsible. I need to look that up. Alibaba Delta Eight. Damn, Alibaba oh, literally has Delta 8. That's pretty crazy. Yes. Why would you ever want to consume 5,000 milligrams? Because people don't know. Like, well, I mean, if you don't if you don't look at that and you're like, that seems like a lot. That's yeah, but we you take that for you take it for granted that you know because like you're you know like you worked in the industry that so like you would know what like a normal dose is, but like. Not just that, because in the past, I guess I've made the mistake of eating like 200, but like five, like 200, like when you say it out loud, it sounds like a lot, regardless of what it is for other people, <laughs> like five, like oh, 5,000 seems like a lot. It seems, I mean, I guess, but then you also think about like, I don't know, there's like those like gym supplements and stuff that are like 5,000 milligrams of blah, and you're like, yeah, more is better. Yeah. More is always better. That's true. I thought that same thing too. My, my boy was like, bro, your body can only use this amount of protein. I'm like, damn, I didn't even fucking know that. Like the 50, I don't know. What is it? I think it's like 30 grams of protein at a time. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, there's definitely a point at which you're just fucking your kidneys. <laughs> like, your body can't process any more of this. So now it's going through your kidneys and, yeah, you're just putting them through like a like a triathlon now. You're just jacked um, up. You're full as could be. Oh yeah, oh yeah. More is more is not always better. More blooming onions is always better though. Mm. Oh, and then yesterday I got fucking fried oysters and no sorry fried scallops and fried clam strips at this place this other seafood place it was tight 
Uh, it's better than a Chinese place. Uh, yeah. What was it called? Mc McManamies, McManamies, I think was right. Just some like towny seafood place where like the the fucking staff like hates the fact that you're there. Oh god, so good, so good. It's a place on the Cape like that. Do they? Is that their thing, or are they just giving you the the classic East Coast attitude? Yeah, no, it's not. It's not a gimmick. No. They're just like, what the fuck do you want? Yeah, they're just like, like, const. They just seem like the most stressed people constantly. Yeah, and uh, they're not psyched that you're there, and they're not trying very hard. But the food is so good that you're like, I don't even care. I'll come back here, and you can treat me like an asshole. And my food can take 40 minutes because this was so good. Uh, yeah, more just the, that classic East Coast. Northeast, really. That classic Northeast hospitality. Like, what the fuck do you want? Yeah, figure out. You better know what you're ordering before you even where the touch menu the just says lot. Where the menu says no substitutions like eight oh, different that's times. That's awesome. And you're like, all right, but like you have fries and you have onion rings. That's a good And I just get onion rings instead of fries. And you're like, no substitutions. And you're like... I it. What that yeah, means is that you song. don't want to be inconvenienced a little bit by hitting an extra button on your POS system. Uh, but I think it's great. And I didn't ask for a substitution because I was like, well, even though they have onion rings, I would pay extra for them. How mad do you think they'd be if you went up and you're like, what's your favorite thing on the menu? Uh, uh, they might kick you out for that shit, dude. <laughs> dude, there was a... So so they had a whole bunch of stuff and I got the scallops and the clam strips and I kind of wanted a third thing. I kind of wanted like like shrimp or like fried like haddock or something. Mm-hmm. And there was a thing on the menu that was called uh, the Captain's Trio. Okay. But it didn't say what it was. And I asked, like, I'm like, not asked, like, um, excuse me, like, I'm placing my order. I'm looking at you in the face. And I was like, what is the captain's trio? And she just looked at me and said nothing. And I was like, uh, okay, well, I'll just go with the, the like, pick two platter then. Like, I just, like, awkward stare. And I was like, all right, uh, I guess I'm, I'm just going to get the pick two platter, uh, scallops and clam strips. Is that cool? She was just like, I'm not explaining to you what that means. Just like get the fuck out of here. You screwed up like, my line. I was like, does, does the captain's true? I mean, I get to pick three, or have, do you decide the three? Damn. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I loved it. That's wild. There's a place, Holly's and Dennis on the Cape, that's just like that, dude. It's a sandwich shop. And you walk in and they're basically like, they just stare at you. <laughs> Nobody offers to help. You put yep. in your order and it's basically the same way. And then it's pretty much whatever you get, you pay for. Oh yeah, dude. Dude, I just saw this. Uh, we'll end out on this, but um, touching back on what you were saying, I think last episode, Paul, but breaking news, the NBA, NFL, and UFC are pl- planning to rewrite right DMCA law. And it's going to al- shut down illegal live streams instantaneously. Oh shit. Damn. What the That's fuck? Whack. It's so fucking whack, but I feel like they'll still fucking figure it out. I mean, what does that mean? Like, 
one, I guess, to rewrite the DMCA law, they have to get Congress to buy in, although they probably have enough money and shit. They can be like, hey, Congress, you want like free box or you want like free tickets forever? Like $28 billion is what they said is going to come of it. But, uh, so how do you get like, probably like, please, like Twitch stream, like Twitch stream shut down immediately and stuff like that? Well, it's like, like the discords like now is like what Paul's saying. And then it brings you to like a website. You got to click out of it and then click into like another, like the same website. And then it brings you to it finally. Yeah. I'm like, sure. These guys are probably just bouncing off of like Russian fucking servers or something. They can't be stopped, dude. You can't stop those guys. Those, uh, as you can tell, so this fucking is a lame. pretty pro Russia podcast. <laughs> If they offered, if they're like, hey, dudes are us, we'll pay you, you know, $3 million a year to be a sponsor on the podcast. I mean, who's saying no? Uh, that's fair. You can't <laughs> say no, bro. Your airplane might get shot out of the sky. Also, I guess I'll extend that offer also to Kim Jong-un. Yeah, and Mark Wahlberg, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are a pro Juche podcast, Kim Jong-un. So, Oh, I need to read that book. I gotta add that to my book list. I got Mark Wahlberg's uh, book. Now the uh, entering North Korea book. Oh yeah, you should read that. I got um, uh, Hell's Angels Angels uh, leader book, which is pretty sick. I haven't cracked into that yet. Well, that seems like a ripping book, but yeah, I gotta order that North Korea one. Yep. Don't the, don't, what happened to that dude? So I want to look that up. Actually, didn't there the dude that, who defected to North Korea? <laughs> yeah, I don't think they've like, like he's definitely fine because like North Korea loves that shit. Proves everything, every like crazy thing they think. If if a Westerner or like a you know non North like Korean person there, so they probably like are going to use him for propaganda and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard anything. About him since uh since then you think they just beat the fucking shit out of him when he first came in because they figured he had to be a spy there's oh, probably yeah. A, there's yeah there's probably definitely like a prolonged <laughs> period of determining that you're not a spy because they're so paranoid but then i think once oh, they're satisfied shame if somebody left the launch codes out in an area where this person could find them <laughs> Yeah. Uh, then I, but I also feel like they want it so bad. They want that narrative so bad that somebody from the West would defect to North Korea and be like, and I'm sure, and like, hopefully he's smart enough to know, like, if you're going to do that, you've got to have, you've got to be like, yeah, like, you know, the, you, you all have it right. And the like imperialist scum of, you know, American, you're, I don't actually know where he was from. Maybe he was from like South Korea. Um, but just like talking shit about the other ones. Like, I think they love that shit. So, I don't know. I think he's fine. I think they'll use him. They'll use him as like the evil Westerner in all of their like propaganda films that we'll never see. Oh, they just have him over there. Yeah, I think he's probably like a celebrity right now. Yeah, but I bet first they just beat the fuck out of him. Yeah, I think that you probably get some light torture. Put a towel on his face and poured water on it. Yeah. 
Yeah, nothing like that bad. Like they're not like cutting off your fingers or anything. But I definitely think you get some like some like uh, category two torture. Oh, that makes sense. You're supposed to come back to the U.S. to face disciplinary proceedings, and then he just dipped from the airport to join the tour, and then he just dipped over the border. Oh, interesting. So it, maybe it was like an asylum kind of thing. Oh, I didn't know it's filled with landmines and shit. So he just somehow escaped all that shit. What the fuck? DMZ. Yeah, I don't think it's like. It's definitely like. Not smart, but I don't think it's like so. Ridden with landmines that you can't. I mean, obviously, because he did. Yeah, he just jumped over him. Um. Yeah, dude. Fucking. I mean, at that point, I would just kind of be like, yeah, we're not really uh, negotiating this. I mean, yeah, at that point, what are you going to do? Like, we're not going to, we don't have extradition with North Korea and whatever, the, whatever they're doing to him there is worse than whatever we would have done to him. So you're kind of like, uh, all right. Yeah, I mean, unless, I, mean. I guess unless he knew state secrets, in which case you'd want to assassinate him. Mm, he's just a private in the military, though. So Yeah, then. Yeah, then in that case, you're just like, fuck it. He's doing it for the clout, seems like. Yep. All right, All right that's it, guys. Give a, Someone give a random shout-out. Uh, not a random shout-out, but shout-out Bloomin' Onions, the mm. best appetizer. Shout-out Panda, um, too. Best guest yeah. ever. Best guest we've ever had. Yep. Shout-out twitch.tv slash Pando. I believe... If you're into World of Warcraft and in particular this new like hard mode where if your character dies you start from scratch, mm. uh, that's what's that's what's going on on twitch.tv slash Panda right now. Perfect. That's it from Kevin Hart's podcast. Please subscribe and download. This wouldn't be possible without the earth becoming blue and green. We are a part of your life and you are a part of ours. We love you and every listener join the Reddit and Discord.